It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, today we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. We're sitting here just to escape from the rain. Now, Wayfair, if you're wondering what it is, is a restaurant and a bar that serves handcrafted food and spirits where they put fine dining into a sandwich, which sounds ridiculous, right? Have you eaten here, Julie Tizard? I have not. Does Tizard have two Zs in it, or is it a typo? No, it has two. It has two Zs. It does. Why would they do that, I wonder? What sort of... Uh, it's English. I thought English was one Z. No, two. Okay, two Zs. Is your family English or are you English? My, my family's English. I am not English. My you're not English. Your family's English. Kevin Allman is here as well. Well, Julie, Julie, you're a defense attorney, is that correct? Yes. Wow. Do you guys have any questions about that? You will. Yeah, we'll, we yeah. will later. Okay. I'll be here. Coming up. <laughs> I'll be here. Kevin Allman is here as a professional questionnaire. He's the editor of Gambit Magazine. How are you doing? Hello, Kevin. I'm good. Hey. Thanks for coming here. Thank you. It's great to see you took an hour off writing and editing. Yes, that's right. It's the last day of the session in Baton Rouge, and they're all trying oh, to figure out how to plug this budget right. hole in the next hour. Yeah, so pat themselves on the back. And is that the end of higher education in Louisiana forever now? Uh, both higher education, medical services, street repair, everything. 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 It's the all fat. coming to totally an end tonight. Fat. Totally yeah. fucked. Yeah. Would you say, is that the headline in Gambit this week? Totally fucked with a photo of Bobby Jindal. Uh, I'm not going to go that far, just but yeah. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Let me just say we were pulling um, uh, Creative Commons images of a train wreck this oh, afternoon. So. Wow, what a great idea. Yeah. So how do you, let me introduce these two guys too. This is um, M- Mario Palmasano. Mario Palmasano. I don't know why I Very find good. it difficult to say. That's Italian. You nailed it. And, and John Michael Early. Correct. Both these guys are in a band called Flow Tribe. So thanks for taking some time off to come down here. You just wake up. <laughs> Mario. No, I had a uh, two o'clock massage that I had to get to. So uh, that's a tough life. I got being that a rock out of the way. It was, it was a busy yeah. morning then. Yeah, was, really. Know. Yeah, yeah. Two o'clock. What have you been doing, John Michael? Uh, I had a twelve thirty. Twelve thirty massage. Uh, a couple meetings, you know. A couple things going on. Yeah. A little business. Played some music. Played some. Just came from the uh, studio. Oh, that's nice. What were you doing? Um, uh, it's a, a, a guy in the band named. Uh, Johnny Sketch and the Dirty Notes, mm-hmm. a local band here. Uh, the, their bass player. I know them. I know them. You know Julie them, Julie? Okay. You know them personally, Julie? Or no, just I just... Their music. I know their music. Okay. Not like the Arctic Monkeys, who we've never heard of. Right? We were coming up in high school, and they were the band that was, like, breaking in New Orleans. So Johnny Sketch. Johnny Sketch was, ah. and Dave lived in my neighborhood, and he was always really nice to me. And before I was in Float Tribe, um, what's going on? I'm just going to move your mic a little bit. Just... This is the, uh, oh, there we go. Like that. Having a little trouble with the old uh, vocal box today. What's happening? Is a frog in there? I don't know. Do you think up. you have some sort of a virus? Because you know P.H. Fred, the singer from? No. Oh, well, P.H. Fred's this sort of a singer around you. He's got a band called Mr. Fred's Round Pegs. Is that the name of the band? I think I've heard of Mr. Fred's Round, Round yeah, Pegs. Anyway, yeah, anyway, he was, and Bass Peeps, I think is the full title. Bass he was Peeps. on the show last week, and uh, he discovered just hours before he got here that he had some tumor growing in his head. Great from an MRI. So I think he was using that microphone. Well for what's going on. I think it was the same mic. Yeah, You're right, Kevin. Yes. Uh, same. So same headphones. How's he, how's he doing now? <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He had to go back and they're going to go and take it out on July the 9th and see what it is. Wow. It's an actual tumor. Wishing the best. It's a great story. He went PH to Fred. Here's to you. Here's to PH Fred. Okay, Your health, sir. Salute. Very good. Yes. He's a great guy. So Salute. hope he makes it. So we good to have him back. Okay. Did we all do that? Okay. What are you drinking? This is a old, an old-fashioned with bullet bourbon. I think it's good. Is oh, that's the same thing Julie's drinking. Good for the throat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, shit. you do sound. I think I have buffalo trace, but I do like bullet. Good to meet you. Okay. Yeah. So that Julie, was my second in here a little bit. Okay, I did. I, I down I the buffalo trace. Seat. Okay. Well, the bourbon is good for your throat, and it's got bacon in it for real. Mm-mm. The one I ordered. Yours has bacon. It does. Mm. Yes. There's bacon in everything now. What are you drinking, Mario? That's red wine. That's a sophisticated. This is a Rioja from. The fine country of Spain. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I think after a massage, aren't you supposed to be only drinking water for for the first few hours? I think most people. Yeah. Who does you massage? Anybody special? There's this... I don't know his name. He doesn't speak much English, but he has the strongest hands. The small, strong hands, and he will just break you. 
Wow. That's where? Where? This is uh, right there on Airline and Causeway Boulevard. <laughs> no, it's Enjoy. It's enjoy. Not really. It's yeah. It's, it's the is his name Kevin? No, no. He's, he's okay. It's not from here. If you're not, if you're listening to this from outside of New Orleans and you're wondering why we're laughing at Airline Highway, is it? It's mostly motels and rundown. A lot I don't of even prostitutes. Know, prostitutes. I know that from my business. This is a legit institution. I can promise you that. Are there they any? They have signs inside that say, "You cannot solicit sexual behavior here. Genitalia must be covered at all times, as per state law." It's all in there. So it's right on the wall. You go there too. It's there for a reason. Uh, I've been. Okay. Know, I don't know this guy. The, <laughs> he's the masseur guy doesn't speak English. He does not. Can you read those signs? Uh, we 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 have an agreement. You know, based on just <laughs> facial expressions and maybe some hand yeah. signals, and he gets it. He knows what's going on. But you know how they put up no smoking signs in bars now because people smoked there at one time in the past? I go ah, to a massage place that ah. doesn't have any of those signs. So exactly. I, Very good. You know, Very good point. Yeah. Who does your massage, Kevin? Uh, a Balinese guy named Jai. Jai from Jai. Bali. Yeah. Jesus, you guys uh, have got some exotic massage yeah. therapists. Yeah, he doesn't have a sign, though. No, he doesn't have a sign that says genitalia must be covered at all times. No, it's just kind of a gentleman's agreement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Julie, who's your massage therapist? Um, I can never plan them, so I call at the last minute, and whoever's available usually can squeeze me. Where, where do you go? Um, I go all over the place, but my favorite place is Earth Savers on Magazine. Okay. I find all of their massage therapists are really good. And you live in the French Quarter, so how do you get up there? I do. I drive. You drive? I do. So why did you get in a cab today? What happened there? Uh, well, because I don't drink and drive. Oh, I see. I have a professional license, and if I do that, I could lose it. So, so you, but some of your clients are prostitutes? Some of them, yes. How exciting. What do they do when they come in? If they come in, that's usually the big question. A lot of them don't live here, so they call in, and then they never show up to court. And, you, know, but. you represent prostitutes who don't live in New Orleans. Most of them don't. Do they come in for the big events? They do. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. A lot yeah. of them do, yeah. And then they Good post call. some ad, like, seasonally in some magazine, which I'm maybe your magazine, I don't know. Probably. Um, and, yeah, and then people answer it, and sometimes it's the Vice Squad that answers it, and then they call me. Wow. And, and what are you supposed to do? Well, it depends on the situation. I mean, hopefully if it's, you know, a girl that's... I mean, I think the political climate has changed from, like, going after prostitutes to going after Johns for a while, and now it's basically going after pimps. So I think it's a lot easier to help prostitutes now, um, especially if they're young and they don't have any prior offenses. You try to get them diversion or do whatever you can do to try to get them back on track, I think. So what's the business model? It's the same as it's always been. Everybody has... For prostitution? Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, I don't know what it has always... I think it changed, I mean, I guess, because, you know, but you're hear doing the word, this by well. You hear the word pimp, you don't really believe that's an actual job, but there is actually some guy yeah. who's got a bunch of hookers. Right, and it's a little different now. I mean, I think back in the day, I mean, girls really were, like, you know, 20 years ago, walking down Tulane Avenue, maybe they still are, but I think for the most part... I mean, I'm on Tulane Avenue a lot, and maybe I just don't suppose anybody's a hooker, but I never notice it. Um, there are on St. Claude. There still are on St. Claude. They're on Tulane, yeah. We used to rehearse on at the Fountain Blue Apartments. Right. Right, right across from the Crystal Inn. Uh, we would be on our balcony, and they'd be on <laughs> their balcony. Maybe you have to be a boy to notice that, because like I could see somebody, and I'm not going to presume they're a hooker. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how would you know they are or aren't? What's a, what's a defining... Yes. Boy, uh, I would say attire, general attire. General attire. Uh, um, how carefully the makeup has been applied, I would say sometimes. What, is you it, know, is different it eyeshadow <laughs> colors indicate different. But are oh, really? Like different Blow job for blue or something. Calib- yeah, you got it. Really? No. <laughs> Aren't there different calibers of like prostitutes though? Sure. I mean, well, you would you know. know. I've, so I've seen the movies, yes. So, so I've seen the movies. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I know when I first started in this law business that like really there was a lot of that going on now i think there is some of that going on a lot of people standing on bourbon street but there's also ads being placed um so you know the internet's being used a lot more um as as mean as a mode of contacting johns you know and i think a lot of it like has switched from actual sexual activity to actually just stealing from the johns and I think that's when it became a problem because it started to hurt tourism. So then the cops became more interested in it. Well, that's no longer prostitution. Well, I mean, it's Why under the guise of prostitution. You asked the, about the business model. I'm just telling you how yeah, it's changed. If, okay, but if someone, you put an ad <laughs> in the paper that says, 
I'll have sex with you for whatever. How much is it anyway? I have no idea. Guys? I don't know about all that. Uh, Probably $100. Have a guess. Between 60 and 200 roses. Roses (laughs) is the term that is used online now. Really? Yeah. Roses is like it's Bitcoin type. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Roses is uh, because you can't really advertise anything for $60 or $120. You can't. Why not? Uh, because that's going to bring the cops on you right away because you already like cops it. like cops don't know what that means. I mean, yeah, you should point. hear them testify about language. It's what it means when it, they don't even know that's what it means. It's I mean. pretty dumb. Yeah. Cops. You don't said cops are dumb, man. The system. No. Cop, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think prostitution should be legalized. But I do have a problem with, you know, younger. I mean, it's 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 a little different now. I mean, we're dealing with a lot of like human sex trafficking where women are actually okay. being abducted and. You know? Now we're, now we're on to a good subject, human sex trafficking. Yeah. What is exactly is that, Kevin? Uh, there are women that are brought here from Thailand and Laos and places like that, and allegedly a lot of the places on Shepman Tour Highway and a few in the city what? are women live there. And, and Or even domestically, like people are taken from other places... Women that are ga- young girls that are at gas stations that are whatever are actually abducted and taken from, from another country. No, from even in this country. In this country. Yeah. And then I could I could get one as a sex slave and have her live at my house. No, I don't know about that. But like these pimps get them and they like then well, I could put be them a pimp. out there. How, how would I get one? You just abduct them. They have I'll have chi- to abduct have my child, own person. But they have a child that's with them. A, a lot of crime. these. I mean, I don't understand that myself. I didn't really believe it, but let me. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It just seems so. I have insane. a hard time abducting me. My mother used to say, if somebody tried, they would throw me out of the car in five minutes. But you know, I think other people. Well, like, we, that's probably true. The cab driver threw you out of the car on the CBD exactly, on the way here. Exactly. I'm just. I've telling never you, heard of anything like that. I think that's the first time it's ever happened to me. I've never heard anything like it. Julie got a cab in the CBD and the guy was so pissed off at it, but they threw her out. I wasn't even mean. Like, he picked me up in the quarter. I said, look, I have to be at this place by 345. It was like 308. He said, oh, we have plenty of time. I said, yes, but there's lots of construction and it's, you know, everyone's getting off work, so we have to make good choices. So I think we should get on Claiborne. And he was very elderly and, like, not from here and was driving and he kept going, like, to the CBD. I'm like, when are we going to get on Claiborne? And he got... It was just too much pressure for him. He just pulled over. I said, I hope you don't think I'm paying you for the 25 minutes it took you to get out of the quarter. So, What's the legal uh, ramifications of throwing actually, someone out of a cab? Had I gotten the number, I, already, I actually know this, which is probably not like I shouldn't, but I do. Um, you know, there's a ta- something called the Taxi Cab Driver's Bill of Rights, and they actually have to deliver you where they're supposed to deliver you. They can't do that. Had I gotten his number, I could have called and reported him to the Taxi Cab Bureau, and he would get a write-up and be in trouble. But I didn't get it, and whatever. Right, the second well, no. cab driver that picked me up was a rock star. He got me from the CBD to here in six minutes. Okay. So why would a hooker who gets busted in another city call you? Well, because if you they, get, no, they don't get busted in another city. They get busted here. They just live in Oh, then they city. go home. So but they, why would they call you? How do they know to call you? I mean, I, I, I guess I advertise. I'm on the internet. You do advertise? Yeah. What do you... I do get a f- lot of referrals, as many referrals as I do from what? advertising. Really? Mm-hmm. But from So once you're in the hooker system, the other hookers recommend... Do they all know each other, these hookers? Um, not really. Internet? Actually, I don't get a lot of referrals from prostitutes. I get lots of referrals from other cases, but not so much prostitutes because they're scattered all over the country. Yeah. So. What other cases do you represent? Can, I, I, uh, can you tell us the John best story Michael. from the uh, NBA All-Star game that was here? Do you have any good stories? I heard it was pretty crazy. With um, the, uh, you know, I think that that... I don't have any good stories from that in particular, but I know that's right when, I believe that's right when, like, NOPD started going after Johns for the first time or started mm-hmm. going after prostitutes hard because they were stealing from the Johns. Um, and then, I, I don't know how, that was a while ago. I mean, then it evolved into, like, going after the pimps. But I don't have any good prostitute stories okay. from that particular that I can recall. But Political conventions? Uh, those are, you know, those are the prostitutes that are kept quiet until the media digs hard enough, you know. Any other events, Kevin, you uh, no, so but, I, but just tell me where to dig, and I'll start digging on that. <laughs> that sounds like fun. How do you start digging on a story like that? Who do you, what on prostitutes? I, 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 I just well, don't cover s- the prostitute well, beat, my friend. Well, s- say the sex trafficking story. Oh, sex trafficking? Yeah. I mean, it, this is going on right here under our noses, apparently. Yeah. Do you guys, Mario, John, Mike, do you, have you ever heard anything about this? Certainly. Yeah. What do you know about it? Well... I don't agree with it, 
No, that's but sure. I know. Well, nobody agrees with we, it. We have some. Um, we, we 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 go down and play in Key West about three or four times a year, and as you know, Key West has a Duval Street, similar to Bourbon Street, and there's plenty of strip clubs and uh, Coyote Ugly and things like that. And there's a ton of Eastern European women who pass through there, and we, I mean, nothing. Basically, all the writings on the wall that something. Oh shit! Whoa. And there it is. Wow. Okay, We've got one down. The That's wine is right. down. That's Julie is covered. Okay, if you go to her dress, wow. is ruined. Right. Shit, that was a good accident. That was. And the photographer just walked away. Jeez. Oh, oh wow. that's too bad. This, I look like a Did she really? Oh. Yeah. This is a good photo. That's a horror movie. For those who are wondering, uh, the red wine just spilled all over the table, and Julie Chris. looks like something oh, out of gosh. Carrie. I look like wow. <laughs> somebody has to get wet. a picture of this uh, before I wipe it off. I don't know. What's the most gruesome move? Can you can you grab me some napkins to wipe the yeah. the stuff down as well? Thanks. I saved your phone. What the heck are we going to do with you, Julie? Yeah. That's I'm, a beautiful I'm, I'm dress. I'm going to buy her a new dress. Oh, that's all right. Where where's that from? It's not. It's fine. Where's it it's from? It's a beautiful dress. What are you? Who are you wearing? <laughs> what let, am let's I wearing? I'm not wearing though. anything expensive. We know it's Vera Wang. Come all on. right, perfect. Exactly. No worries. Wow. Grant, Grant has insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're covered. We're covered. And I'm actually, I can get this out. I'll just do you have any? Or we, do, do, you have, do you have another appointment after this? No, I don't. Graham's, oh, thank God. Graham's driving me home, actually. Our producer's driving you home. I okay, should just take great. it off before my oh, child gets dropped so off much. by the babysitter because he might think something happened to me. You have a baby? I do. Well, he's four, so he's not really a baby. Okay. Anymore. What's he doing right now? He is at daycare. Okay. Wow. Does he like to have a drink as well? Um, he likes to, yes. He likes to have his orange juice in a fancy glass with the grown-ups, yes. We live in the quarter, you know? You live yeah. in the French Quarter? What yes. street are you on? Royal, between Ursuline and St. Philip. Oh, nice. Okay. There's still more in the back, back of your arm. Okay, so anyway, I'm um, still bleeding. <laughs> so now, now Julie has red wine all over her dress. So actually, what happened there? Who did that? That was me, John, John Michael. Michael. I, uh, because you're not feeling well and you're not, you haven't got yourself together. I was getting fired up about Key West, uh... So yeah, you're in the middle of a story about Key West. Yeah. I must Eastern say, in all the years we've been doing this, that's never happened. I was worried about it earlier, so I probably, <laughs> this, I probably uh, attracted it to myself. Do you think I, I you do believe this in frequently. that? I do this pretty frequently. Do you? Yeah, I knock over stuff a lot. Okay. I do too, actually. That's well, look, here we go. We're going to get it out. I'm so sorry. That's We're going to get some water to get it out with. That's we, all right. I would say it would never happen. There's It'll never much. happen again, but I can't make that promise. I do it all the time. I was well, worried about doing it. Thank you, thank you well, for That was Mario's glass of uh, Spanish wine. I could at least buy a round for the table, though, right? Well, you could do that, but you don't need to. You just have to buy Mario a replacement. I mean, I obviously, have to buy Julia a drink. Well, well I, I, would agree. Julia oh, drink. I would agree I with that. Buy what about a drink? Okay, exactly. we could buy Julia a drink, and then what about all this equipment? Orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. Three <laughs> orange whips. Three orange whips. <laughs> okay. Wow, exciting. So where were we? Duval Street. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had some experience just kind of traveling where... You know, we're not, uh, we didn't, there's a lot of like, uh, what is it in Key West? Like the girls will. Um, yeah, I think we got up to uh, Eastern European yeah. girls was the last thing I heard. You, I, you'll be walking home on Duval. You want inter- to interrupt? Yeah, I, I just, I felt like they were very um, well-spoken and obviously bilingual and mm-hmm. maybe even some of them students. I got that impression. Yeah, yeah. but there were just a lot of the, uh, and then what about the baby dolls? Those, uh walking home and then the girl be like we'll, we'll whistle at you as two girls like with a van open and it's a like a 15 passenger van and it's wrapped in an advertisement for this like um like i don't know what even what they call it it's not a you just reminded me of something it's not a, a strip club but it's like a no. some kind of adult entertainment and so there's literally like women in bikinis all over the van they entice you in and then try to get you to go inside and then when you go in what is there it's like there's like a party room or something, but I, don't, I, don't, I just I, I feel like those girls look like they got abducted at a very young age and taken into kind of a life of exploitation. Hmm. They they look they look bad. Three Eastern European, that's a good possibility. But you just reminded me of like the first trip, the first time I went to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I was a DA for like four years, like a while ago, like fifteen years ago. What this here in Orleans Parish oh, nice. for Harry Connick. <clears throat> and then afterwards, I worked for like insurance companies that underwrote criminal defense bonds. And so there was this one time when Anybody I had... Anybody know what that is? 
Like a bond, like you bond out of jail. You're like a bonds, bail bonds. Well, no, I worked for the insurance companies that underwrote them, but I went on a a fugitive recovery recovery mission in in Costa Rica, and um, I'm getting to the point. But the point Hang is, on, wait, wait, no, not yet. Someone skips bond. Is that what a fugitive recovery mission is? Well, I just went because I was representing the insurance company that underwrote the bond. But this was in Costa Rica. But who else was there? Was someone from? Who was the a bail bondsman there? Bail bondsman and the person representing you're a lawyer. Yes. Representing the company who underwrites the bond. So that's the person who wants to make sure they get the money. Right. You and the bail bondsman. And the person, but you gotta get the person to get the money, <laughs> right. So he takes me to the place called Beetle Bob's and I've never been What what does a bail bondsman look like? They all look different. What does this guy look like? He's kinda short and round, mustache, I don't know. Okay. And his job is to like like the the guy, what's that guy on TV? Dog? Dog. Remember oh. Dog? No, I what's know this, people that guy's know. name? I know people that know that guy, but. You do? Yeah. So you're really hooked into the bail bondsman world. So I this mean, guy. This is a long so time you're ago. going down to Costa Rica with some guy you don't know, is what I'm getting at. No, I know him because I. You know him. But we work sort of loosely together. I mean, okay. I work for the insurance companies that underwrite the bonds. Anyway, we go down there. Okay. And there's, to get back to the prostitute story. We're into Beetle Bobs. Right. And so I'm there, and like, I am clueless tell you i don't know what a prostitute is i don't know if any of you are familiar with this place but it's filled with prostitutes but i don't even know that and i'm not a stupid why would person, we familiar it's in costa rica somewhere oh it's in Jaco. yes yeah, so why would we be familiar with that you guys know. been to costa rica much ever no well if anybody's Kevin? been there they know that no right? we're not familiar with it i did not know that so okay. danny knows that okay so anyway i <laughs> I go to the bathroom and then I come out and all these women are like whistling at me and all this stuff's happening and I'm like, what is happening? And some guy at the bar like told them that we were a couple and wanted to have like a threesome and like he was just playing a joke on me and I was like, what is happening? What? I didn't. You and the I, bail bondsman? No, no, this other guy. So it was, I was with the bail bondsman, but that he's not the one that played, it was some other some guy. Some other guy played a trick on you. Right. And suggested and that you were a couple and that. Finally, I realized that what was happening. Jesus, how many drinks had you had at this point? Not that many, but I just don't assume people are prostitutes. I don't know. I think it's a woman. So what happened? Nothing. Happened. Nothing. Okay. No, but you didn't end up going to bed with. There were a bunch of whistling at me. Oh no. I two women and no, the bail bondsman. No. Or no, whatever. No, no. Okay. No. So did you catch the person? Whoever the fugitive no. was, the fugitive I think recovery he mission. Fled to Panama. No. Wow. How is it? How easy is it to get away with you to skip bail or right? just skip bond? <clears throat> well, if you go to Panama, it's fairly easy because they don't have an extradition agreement. But oh, that's good to know. Costa Rica, okay. Mexico, not so good, but Panama, okay. good place. Mm. Note to self, not to myself. Mm-hmm. That is good. To yourselves. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, listen. Yeah. F- we'll, let's talk about music for a minute. Do you mind? Sure. sure. Okay. So, what's up with Flow Tribe? What's going on? Up a flow drive. Yeah, where are you? Are you on the road? Are you here? Obviously, you're here getting massages and getting sick. <laughs> so, other than that, uh, yeah, on the road. I mean, we you're recording. Yeah, we we uh, actually just released a single this week. The single one. Um, yeah, it that's why we want to take a listen to the single. It's called "Walk Like an Animal." Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a song that, that we've been playing for a long time, probably uh, I don't know six or seven years, but never recorded. So we decided to record it, and uh, I heard it on get Spotify, it but it doesn't seem yeah. to be part of an album or anything. No, it's, it's just you a just decide single. to release one single. Yeah, we're we're um, pretty much everything we do is uh, when I, when I was a label, so we're yeah. pretty fairly independent as a way. Put that very hundred. Well, you don't want to be with a label anymore, though. Right? I mean, it's well, it's definitely changing. There's a lot of fears. Labels have money. I mean. Yeah, but you don't get to see much of it. You they also use take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish my boyfriend was here for this. He, I wish your boyfriend was what here. What is your, your boyfriend music? in the biz? He used to or be he when there was a biz. Yes. So yeah, when there was a biz. You can make smart right. comments about this. I can't. But what's his name? Charles Gagne. Charles Gagne. Mm-hmm. That's a very sounds like a French, French kind singer. of. He's from yeah. here, but he's been in LA for twenty years. Oh, we oh, LA. Is he there now? Mm-hmm. So you have a long distance relationship. I do. Okay. How did you meet him? At a wedding uptown. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was he doing? He, is he was friends with a couple getting married. He was. Okay. How uh, long ago was this? A year ago. So it's working out. It a is. year. A Pretty year, good. Yeah. Do you like to go to LA and visit him? I do. Where does he live in LA? Near. Near Pasadena. Near Pasadena, because Graham DePonte, our producer, has a boyfriend in LA too. So really? Yeah. And we didn't know that about. You each didn't other. know that about each other. That's great. So you can. T- 
going to like we a... We usually don't have boyfriends, so we haven't talked about that in a while. Well, yeah, it's pretty good. And you have a kid, so at some I point do. somebody must have... Uh, oh, here she comes. Here she comes right now. Hi. Who's the, who's the father of this four-year-old kid? Then? Um, I actually, Graham walked in at a perfect time. She's Hi, like, Graham. Grab a chair, Graham. Um, yeah. So I actually... We'll get back to Flow Tribe in just a moment as soon as we find this, out. This could take over like the whole conversation, so we'll just keep it quickly, and then you can go back to Flow Tribe and then come back to this if you don't want because I don't want to take all the time. But I actually got went to a sperm bank and got it artificially inseminated. Okay. That's interesting. I don't think anyone's ever said that sentence on the show. I went to a sperm bank and got artificially inseminated. By what? How do they do that? By sperm. Um, is it like the turkey breast <laughs> system? Or? It is, Perfect actually. Answer. It is. You go to like this fertility clinic and yeah. they... First of all, the concept of it was kind of strange. It's like online dating for sperm. And then they, you know, you finally... Mm, kind of want to hear more about that. I... I Okay. You know, what I would you like to know? You online know? dating for sperm? So yeah. You, so you create a profile like, what's up? I want no, some sperm. No, she swipes left. Like she swipes right. <laughs> exactly. No, you look at their profiles and like ultimately... I picked somebody who had my coloring because I didn't want my baby to come out looking like a Brazilian going, who's my daddy? But mostly I picked somebody who was like the most like me. So, and my okay. kid's my perfect you mean, child. You so. mean physically like you? No, no. I mean just personally like me. So okay. does it say like the sperm donor went to Newman or De La Salle? No, but you can cut, you can listen to an interview with them. and. Can you really? Yeah. I is it videotaped it. or is it just? It's audio. Oh. And, and you, you have not? But you're thinking about it? Have not what? Listen to the. No, audio. I have it. I listened to it before I picked it. Oh, you of course did. I did. Yeah. What did he say? My name's Michael. I don't, I no, like they don't milkshakes. say what their name is. Um, he worked in Ca- he worked in D.C. He um, was a law student. Um, he has a weird interest in like quantum physics, like I did. Like I don't know. You have an interest in quantum physics. <laughs> I do. Why and didn't so you go out with this guy? You got a lot in common. Um, well, I mean, he's probably twenty, and I was like thirty-eight. Why didn't you go out with this guy? You got a lot in common. He's anonymous. That's oh, he's, he's anonymous. Yeah. So you get a photo and a, a voice baby recorder. Picture, baby picture. You see the person as a baby? Yeah. You don't see them as a grown-up? No. Oh, shit. I didn't pick them by looks. I picked them by, like, who they were. Why do they have a baby photo? Can you put any photo of yourself you want up there? Well, some people have adult photos. Some people just have baby photos. Some people have no If you're the sperm donor, you can put any photo you want up there. No, like... No. Some some don't want an adult photo because I don't want people to be able to find it later, right? Right. So this guy put up a photo of himself. Well, someone as a baby. It was a baby photo. Right. Right. That would be no, that be the him, first red flag right there for me. Well, my kid looks just like me, luckily. So. But you look and just, is like, the just baby. like me for better or for worse. What? But you look just like the baby, right? No, Similar. not exactly. But the coloring was the same. Coloring was a big thing. Coloring, yeah. Okay, so what's the technique? So it's turkey. It's just like the. It's movies. like turkey based. Is that <laughs> who, does, who does it? Stirrups. I went to a fertility clinic. They squirted in with like a turkey baster. They dim the lights. It's ridiculous. They dim the lights. Is there music? Please tell me this is true. There was no. Candles. It is true. There was no music. Was, was it flow truck? By that. <laughs> exactly. It Can should we, have been. Do you know anybody? You do know someone on the inside. I don't know what you're asking. We, 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 how can we get our music played there and get a cut? Oh, yeah, there was no music, royalties. but there needs to be music. Oh, so okay. just go talk to the Fertility Clinic of New Orleans and they can help Oh, it's you. You this is the local. Yeah. Fertility Institute, I guess. It's called the Fertility Institute of New Orleans. Yes. What made you do that rather than the traditional method? Um, you know, it wasn't my preferred way of doing it, but I've been dating somebody on and off for five years and it didn't work out. And at the end of it, I was 38. And my doctor, who's a friend of mine, said, if you want to have a child, you need to do it now. And... So I thought, okay, it's a process. I'm going to try it three times. If it works, great. If it doesn't, something else is in store for me. And it worked the first time. Can you imagine? I was like, what the hell did I do to myself? But wow. it worked out great. And a lot of times when you go to f- have fertility, you get more than one baby. You end up with like well, twins or No, triples. they didn't do anything but just put it where it was going when I was ovulating. They didn't like give me medication to make me multiple. So well, I, that's what really does that. No risk of that. Well, th- I can't say that. I do have twins in my family, so there's always a risk of it. But there was no. But not from the actual fertility. No. No reality show for you. No. Yes, exactly. So what did you walk, what did you walk out of there feeling like? <clears throat> I felt like this is starting the process. I'm 100% sure I'll never get pregnant the first try because statistically speaking, that doesn't happen. Carried on with my life as normal, and I got pregnant the first try. Wow. And I was astounded. And, like, as you can imagine, I had to take about, like, four days off of work just to, like, wrap my head around it because I was not prepared for that. And what's it, what's it like being totally by yourself then when you make that decision and you're alone? Well, I mean, unlike some of my friends who've thrown themselves on the floor and had temper tantrums and beat their husbands up and gotten mad at them, 
you know, they're like, how do you like hold it together or whatever? I'm like, I can't really do that. It's like, I can't say, I can't believe I did this to myself. Like, who's going to look? There's nobody there. Like, it doesn't work. You just do what you have to do, you know? Okay. So has it been a major, obviously, I would think it's been a major life-changing. You know, it was initially the first few years, but as of late, I think I've gotten my life back to normal, pretty much. I have great childcare. We live in the quarter. My kid's great. He's like a little adult in a baby's body. I mean, you know, we can now. Like his dad? I don't know. Does he look like the baby photo? He looks exactly like me. And he is exactly like me, for better or for worse. But at least I understand him, you know? No, he's exactly like me. What happens? How do you tell him who his dad is? Does he want to know that? Or is that a question that comes up? Um, It hasn't come up yet. As of right now, he's not really... He's not really worried about that. Like, he just doesn't want any men around, you know. Like, I have my boyfriend. He'll he'll deal with him in doses, but, like, I'm his, and he just doesn't he doesn't care about that. Like, <laughs> you know, right. they're what's all about the, mommy at this age. What's really. the correct answer? What are you supposed to say when? I'm going to tell him. I, I'm honest. Like, I don't, I, How you know? would you say that? I mean, I think I've so told him before, but I don't think he really processes it. No, it's hard to get your head around, even as, a, as an adult. No, I just tell him. I mean, I'm, I don't know how to be anything but honest. But what, but what were you going to say? When it, what, what's the actual sentence? Mommy really wanted to have a baby. And you were it. And, and I was getting older, and I had a, the doctor help me, and you're my baby. That's okay. it. He That's knows it. he grew in my tummy, like whatever. Okay, yeah. all right. So the doctor did it. Well, the doctor did do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that an actual doctor's job? Do you have to be a doctor to do that? Was I that something you could do? like when you're off I work. mean I guess some people can order it themselves and John like Michael do it do. from a sperm bank but then the problem is they have to be stored in the proper conditions so I would never like pay you know $500 a vial for sperm and like trust my refrigerator to keep it the way it needs to be mm. you know they keep it they know how much is it to get knocked out like that um, well if you do it the first try it's not that much it's like $1,200 that's or it something. okay I know well, it's like a sort of trip to Costa Rica yeah similar right Bob's. Okay, that is a great story. Back to the the single, which is called "Walk Like an Animal." <laughs> Back to twelve hundred dollars. Let's <laughs> talk about that number. <laughs> what? Why twelve hundred? What makes you think about? You could have bought me for half the price. Ah, <laughs> uh, you could have knocked her off. Way cuter than that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have an interest in quantum physics? No, I get, I'm not smart enough for that. He listens to a lot of podcasts though about history. That's I, I'm a history buff. Okay, yeah, that so that would have been good. My dad would like you. All right. Well, it's Same. too late. For <laughs> Burned. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's uh, into history. He was a history teacher. Yes. He was. Okay. Is it continuously? Is this like the wine that keeps on spilling? It where, is. Where, yeah, where is it? Where is it coming from? Is it underneath oh, the table? Shit, is it soaked into chair. your dress? Is it oh underneath the room? It's now a tie-dye dress. It'll be fine. It is all over the floor as well. Well, Mari, what about your other drink? Hey, Graham, did you see what happened here? We had a whole accident, as you can tell. Yes, that's what happened. John Michael's not feeling well, and he knocked over a glass of Mario's glass of wine. We were talking politics. He was talking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Jindal did it. So can we get you another glass of wine, Mario? There's too much. I'll just soak it when we get home. It'll be fine. It'll just come out? Okay, so the song is called Walk Like an Animal. You've been playing mm-hmm. it for seven or eight years, and you never recorded it. So when you release stuff now, you don't make an album anymore, you guys. I thought you had made a couple of albums, or the well, EPs. And as Julia, I think, stated earlier, the, the state of the, indus- the record industry is no more. I mean, right. you know, no one sells records. And I guess the format where you would be like, okay, ten songs, and we're going to sign with a label and get it out. Not doing that anymore. Everything's released on the internet, uh, and it, it, I think kind of the thought with releasing the EPs with these were a grouping of singles or songs that we liked. I don't think we ever thought, okay, this is going to be all these songs sound like country music or all these songs sound like hip hop music. It's just a jim jam or whatever we want. Okay, so. How do you release the stuff? You just put it out. I mean, I listen to this on, on Spotify. Where I'm not, which I, well, I pay $9 a month for 10 bucks a month for it, but you guys get a mil- yeah, we, millionth um, of a cent or yeah, something. Yeah, no, I think uh, Pharrell's Happy got like $23,000 from Spotify. <laughs> for yeah. Yeah, I think you have to like, how much do you have to make? You have to sell like, for a million spins, you get 80 bucks or something now? Yeah, yeah. It's basically promotion at this point, isn't it? <coughs> to give for us, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's just like, it's a, Tale of Two Cities kind of thing, you know. It's a, if you're with a label, then 
you know, you can buy anything. Pretty, like most industries, you can buy anything. So it's, you know, the music industry is no different. You know, you can, for example, you ask how we promote this song, we have to record the song and then hire a radio promoter who makes almost as much as we do a month to, pr- to go call radio stations within only one market, which was, we decided it was AAA radio, which is kind of a watershed. Right. Um, of a, of a market but we have to pay him to call these radio stations and then once they start playing it that's when Billboard calls these radio stations like what are you playing I was like well I'm playing whatever this guy down here right you know but does that still happen I mean that's how radio used to work where you know you'd hire a radio promoter like that and you choose a genre like that's how we used to work and that's how the, that, yeah, that's but, why all but now there's know, only like two people who run every radio station in the country do they they're programmed by I two, don't know basically two, you I'm, I'm not what, too what familiar I know it's I know, I know there's a handful of them but it, just like every under, in other industry you know more <coughs> smaller smaller businesses are being eaten by yeah. larger businesses and now there's only a few people right who are so all the radio stations things. in the country are basically like the AAA stations are programmed by four people probably well think, think about it's a DJ channel can, can you call know. and request other than OZ here or 89.9 or independent radio, TUL. No. Can you call in and request a song? Yeah. No, you so cannot. That's, so the Billboard billboard charts were, rec- were created because back in the day, you s- fans could call and say, I remember. You know, play, was, play. Was, that yeah, yeah. Play, the, play the new James Brown song. Play the new, right. you know. But these days you can't. So I don't know why you can't. But the system is still in place. What does the system do? The system's still in place. So if we, if we chart on Billboard, it's a huge deal. Because most people in America and a lot of people in the world still trust a billboard charting song. Right. They should they do. because that's just because that used to be it used to you know, give you validation. Really? So people are still looking at charts. I mean we all do. If a song if you if I you, haven't if seen I, a billboard chart in years and I'm if we walked in here in and <laughs> had, had we walked in and said, Yeah, we released a song last week and it's number ten on billboard charts. Well who's gonna give a fuck about that? Though? A lot of people do they? A lot of people who really who listen to the radio. They're streaming charts okay. now too. Yeah. So now, well, but I now think they're the starting to pull that into I it. I think yeah. the Billboard charts, yeah, I think it pulls it in as well. It counts streaming as well. But I don't think yeah. anybody would care less what's on a Billboard chart anymore because where would you even read that now? I mean, it, it, and it, no one reads the charts, but any time an artist says that, you know, it gives them yeah. more, you know, more power to ask for more money to charge more at concerts or okay. whatever it may be. And that's really where everything's shifting is to the live show. Right. right. You, know, you see the festival prices have grown I think 300% in the last 10 years I saw recently. You look at Outkast, they made $4 million, $4.3 million in 2003 when they toured on the speaker box, Love Below. And then last year they made $40 million. They made a million a show. Wow. Right. $40 million. And in, in 10 years they grew from $4.3 million to $40 million gross. And it's because now these festivals that used to be jam festivals, Bonnaroo, mm-hmm. now you can go there and you'll see Kanye West You'll see Sturgill Simpson playing country. You'll see EDM, just like Voodoo Fest too. You know, they have a variety, of everything, and they really p- push you to buy these weekend passes. So uh, one day at a major festival might might be one hundred twenty-five dollars, but a weekend pass is two fifty. Right. So you end up still paying two hundred fifty dollars to see music, which is a ton of money. And, w- and one, you know, on one, you know, side of that, I I respect paying the musicians but on the other side of that I really resent like a lot of everyday people not being able to afford to go to those things right. like Jazz Fest you know when I started going to Jazz Fest it was like $15 a day you know what was it like $70 a day this year it'll be like $100 a day next year mm-hmm. and like you know all the people that made Jazz Fest what it was you know the prices keep a lot of those people out you know? I, I see it two ways though because the, you'll see these kind of crap concerts at, at Smoothie King Center, the Eagles or something like that. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Jazz Fest is half that price, and yeah. you know you get to see great bands and all that. What bothers me, I think, is the fact that a lot of the local bands allegedly at Jazz Fest uh, just barely make scratch, but they can't afford not to do it. Meanwhile, the Sting or whatever the fuck Alvin and John this year, yeah, you know, are raking in millions. Right. Um, yeah, literally. It, it's, I mean, that's that's how it is, but that it makes sense because we're not selling any extra tickets to a major festival right. just because we're on there and that's what it means to them because they basically I think a lot of times it's kind of like a when we go play in a bar or play in a venue the um, you know the percentage that the bar will get from the ticket sales kind of covers their expenses and then they make money off concessions and advertising especially I mean you know the, the, the ticket sales will, will pay the inflated prices that major headliners I'm talking um, people who are making a million dollars a night two million dollars a night just to come to your festival 
you know, the ticket sales will cover that. But then Voodoo has all this exposure and all these people here, nice. a very targeted market. You know, and it's a different. You know, it's kind of different. Each festival has its own. Well, is there a market. pathway now for you guys to go from making whatever it is you make a night to making millions? That's what we're trying to figure out every yeah. day. <laughs> I mean, that's li literally what. I mean, this is what we're trying to figure out. There's there's seven of us. Six performers and one full-time sound guy, tour manager, who's my roommate as well. Um, everyone else in the band went to Brother Martin. Um, most people were in the same class. You um, went. You went to school at the same school. I you? went to Jesuit. They went, went to Jesuit. They went to Brother Martin, but we were all with him one year. Right. We're all the same age. I, I knew half the band from the playground, soccer, and baseball, and I knew the lead singer from student council. <laughs> when <laughs> that, that's that's it. None of us studied music. We were all kind of involved with these little different things in school and kind of knew each other just from... But you all happen to be talented musicians, that's for sure. Mm. Eh, that's still debatable. debatable yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're working on. I'm yeah. curious with the radio play, how do, you, how do you describe it or how does your promoter describe the music that you do? Because I mean, we all know New Orleans, funk, rock. There's no real word for it. We all know what it is. We're still coming up with titles. I mean, I think the, the self-accepted one is Backbone breaking music, backbone cracking music. What the hell is that? Yeah, that, that's I'm, I'm getting tired of it. Calling you out, Kev. Um, on the backbone not, not charts. The yeah. other guy. <laughs> uh, what? I mean, I think, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's delayed. Our, um, you know, we, we've, we've always seen positive growth in our band. But I think it's it slowed us down because you really, you think about music, it's compartmentalized on a money-making level yeah. for radio purposes and advertising purposes. You know, so you can put a genre on something, you know, this many people like this genre. So you fit in there, that works. But we, I mean, you listen to this EP, it's like a kind of a slow funky song, and then like a southern blues song, then a Latin song, then a fast funky song, and then like a hard rock song. So it's, we really, that's what we want to do. Um, that's the kind of music we like to make, but it's all just rhythm based. And rhythm, rhythmic music is fun. That's what you ask. That's true. I think if you come to a, one of our shows, you'll see how it all blends together. Everything's through our filter this one particular filter and you know you'll get it that way I think it's more about the um, characters involved in the actual elements of music it itself to be honest with you let's take a listen to this new single Walk Like an Animal
Is that it? Right, yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I love it. What do you think, Kevin? That's great, guys. He's really it? cool. All Julie? Right. Right. I loved it. Me too. Excellent. I mean, her big Sam in there. Yeah, yeah. Big Sam is, is I remember being 15, 16, getting my parents' car, driving myself out to uh, the Funky Bud on Rampart Street and seeing him. At, this was the only place that you could get into where they would serve you and you could smoke things in the back. They wouldn't screw with you. And those were the 15. days, my friend. Those were the days. <laughs> that kind of been that long ago, actually. Yeah. Well, it was a while ago. But yeah. Yeah. Very Thank nice. You. That's a great song. Thank Love you. it. Yeah. yeah. Glad you recorded that. Let me just tell you something about the people who made the show possible today. And then I want to ask you about Gambit, Kevin. So don't go anywhere. Keep drinking. Today's show is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care are going to take care of your pet in his or her own home for loving care. When you're not there, you can go to petitepetcare.com and find out all about that. Thanks, too, to Basics Swim and Gym, a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes that have style. The all-new Basics Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. And thank you, too, to unlistednola.com, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's a match.com of real estate. It's found at unlistednola.com. Thanks to all those folks for making our show possible today. Kevin, how do you get to be the editor of a magazine? Uh, Years of dropping out of college and just kind of freelancing and doing this and that. I don't know. I just kind of ended up there. Well, you dropped out of college? I did. Which one? Uh, UCLA. You dropped out of UCLA. That's a good school. Yeah. What was so difficult? Um, I think I was difficult. I don't think the school was difficult. I just wasn't having a good time, and I was going out to clubs at night and just kind of <laughs> not doing my studies. And um, then I just started freelance writing and um, was getting paid for that. And I realized it was more fun to get paid than to pay somebody else. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Where did you go? Where did you come from first? So you go to UCLA. Uh, I came from Southern California out in the desert. You grew uh, up in the desert. I grew up in the desert. Where? Riverside County it was actually where Vince Gillian wanted to set Breaking Bad because it's kind of a meth capital, but then Albuquerque gave him the tax breaks. Okay. So, and we all know about film tax breaks. Well, we know a lot about film tax Well, you probably know a lot more than most people know about film tax breaks. Well, tell us about that for one second before we get back to you. What's going to happen to the film business now here in Louisiana? Nothing. Um, We're going to keep shoveling money at them. It's just going to keep going. Are you in favor of it or are you against it? Um, personally... I see the pros and cons. Um, I think it's gone way too far in the other direction, and um, they pretty much have us over a barrel because it's just going to be a race to the bottom. Any state that gives them tax credits, they're going to go to. I mean, we took right. we took it away from North Carolina or South Carolina or whatever it was in Michigan, and you know, if, if another state decides to do this and undercuts us, we're not going to have an industry left. So, right, there's no real film business here. Well, there's a there's a film business. That's people coming here to make movies. They are, and I don't think I don't think people realize that their tax money is not only underwriting, but I mean, we're actually writing checks to these people. So actual, it's actual cash. Actual cash. Right. It's going out the door because these are fungible tax credits, which is just a way of saying that um, they can buy and sell them on the market. So it does sound bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. Now, I would think the fact that we make more movies here in Louisiana than any other state in the nation, any. <laughs> any other city in the world. Right. California's overtaken us again, though. They have. Yeah, they have. So I would think that would be really cool if we had this incredible legislature that were full of geniuses. <laughs> then you Sorry. think, wow, these guys have really pulled something I think something that every day of my life, believe me. You do? Why? Well, I'm just saying I'm dealing with the criminal laws that they passed, and I think that okay. every day of my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, well, today is the last day of the legislative session, right. and they should be winding up right about now as we're talking. So what happens? So you have people, you have someone who's a writer for you that's down there in Baton Rouge? Rouge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have Quincy DuBose here locally, and so we have politics pretty well covered. Um, for music and arts, we have Alex Woodward and Will Coviello. Y'all probably know Also them. a I know Will. Yeah. Brother Martin grad, Alex Woodward. Yeah. Played in my, hear uh, hold on one second. I want to hear it. Played in my high school band called the Snuffleupa Guys. You tell Alex hello for him. I've heard about that. Yeah. That was before Pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and you know Will Coviello. Did you represent him in court? No, I just know <laughs> him because I used to date a chef, and he does PR for them or something oh, okay. like that. Okay. So, okay. Um, so you hire all these people? I don't, I don't necessarily hire them. I mean, we, we just, they're my colleagues. We all go to work and we work but together and they do a great job. But you're the boss. You choose who's going to work for you. So you could just go in there and say, you know, 
I'm sick of this. I'm going to hire someone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hire John Michael to write the music on. Sure. Give me a shot. Put him in. Coach. Sure. Put him in. Yeah. I, I can't keep you and the other John Michaels apart. There are four now. Yeah. There are four, four John, John Michaels, Michaels now? Yeah, okay. I, I heard of a new one familiar. Yeah. just the other day. Wow. I went, to, I went to grammar school and high school with the first one. Okay. That's John my Michael. Name is my name is John Michael. Yeah. That's yeah. my name is John Michael. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I was two years behind him. And then there's uh, actually in between us, there was another John Michael at that school. Was he a musician? He was not. Didn't <laughs> make it the cut. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so then the uh, there's John Michael Bradford. What does he do? Kristen Bradford's um, oh, yeah, little good. brother. He uh, plays okay. trumpet. He's incredible. Uh, he just graduated from NOCA. He's going to Berkeley, right? On scholarship. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Why don't you all have a band called the John Michaels? Yeah, I mean, come on, that's so yeah, I was just thinking um, the same thing myself. What about our names are John, John Michael? Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great the idea. Girls put your posters on the wall. It's like, which one do you like? I like John Michael. He's dreamy. <laughs> is the one with the hyphen yeah. is my favorite. Oh, this is, all right, so we just solved all that music business problems. We just do a boy band. There you go. All John Michaels. Yeah. That's a good idea. You finally. Um, yeah, I've been playing with the idea. I was trying to, to meet John Michael Bradford. If you're listening. Still want to meet. We're, we're friends with his sister, Kristen. And, uh, now Kristen she Bradley. she moved to somewhere else. She'll be back uh, in a couple of days, huh? Somewhere in Asia. Uh, according to Chris Royals Instagram, she hey. is coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Bradford. Kristen Bradford is a singer Kristen. with what was that band she's in? And uh, Harmonic Souls, I think. And mm. Harmonic Souls. Yeah. yeah, they're great too. Okay, so Kevin, all these people come to work because you're paying them. I mean, you're the boss. You're the editor. That's what the editor means. Is I that right? Yeah, I don't own the company, but yeah. No, right, but yeah. you run the paper. So mm-hmm. so it's a pretty big deal because Gambit is a pretty important part of the New Orleans landscape. It's been around for about 35 years. Um, it's, it's one part of the media landscape, which here I think encompasses both the daily papers or the semi-daily papers, whatever you want to call them. Blogs, zines. Um, I think Anti-Gravity is great. Um, yeah. Nola Defender, you know, a lot of the websites. Um, the TV stations certainly. I just I, I see us all doing the same thing, just in different ways. Some somehow, of us do it better than others. Somehow Gambit <laughs> has a sort of a I don't know. It feels like more intelligent than the other stuff. Do you think? I love Gambit. I love Gambit oh. too. Yeah. What I do mean, you think? It's reliable. What do you think you yeah. like about? It? What is the quality that's? Like I think it's a, like you said. There's a variety of um, of media covered, and uh, I also feel like it's like not, not afraid to publish. Trustworthy, like yeah. you know, they're not afraid to call out people who make poor choices or reward people who make good choices and you know I feel like it's kind of middle of the road as far as that goes and it makes sense to me well thanks I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of advocacy journal I mean I don't want to be Keith Olbermann or Rachel Maddow or take a position um, but I mean that's what we have Clancy for that's what we have political mm-hmm. commentary yeah. yeah and yeah. Clancy's I mean I grew up reading his political commentaries and I found that they've, they're always balanced and on point Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah he doesn't seem to have a position. He just doesn't need to be Democratic or Republican. He seems mm-hmm. to come down on... Well, it's, such, it's such a small city, and, you know, his reputation affects his job. Yeah, it does. It's, it's a hard position to be a political commentator in this city, um, and, you know, because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings, and they're not moving. No yeah. one leaves, you know. Difficult we're, we're to Oh, yeah. I mean, well, he, he pisses off politicals all the time, and, mm-hmm. and you know... Nobody leaves, as you said. It's it's a, it's a town where everybody grew up together. Maybe that's changing a bit now, but um, certainly in politics, these are all people that grew up here that knew each other. Families have interconnections. And well, all that's that. a very good question you raise here, John Michael. Kevin, how do you approach that? Because you live in a, we live in a very small town where pretty much everybody knows each other. We we're talking at the bar before this show, and we find like three people we all have sure. common friends with. How do you write a restaurant review that's critical or write a record review that's critical of somebody here? Um, I don't. We, 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 have, uh, we have a very good restaurant writer named Helen Freund who just came to us from the Times-Picayune. Um, we have, as I said, Alex Woodward who writes a lot about music. And but does he ever write like, this new Flow Tribe record sucks? Would he ever say that? He actually, I don't know that he has or ha- ever has written anything about us. He hasn't. I don't think. Well, I, I think he's well, avoiding. He I think he's avoiding us. That's <laughs> just that's really? how it happens. Yeah. That's you, that's you just don't. don't you it. just don't do it. You don't like it, and you just don't say. You if you don't have anything nice do to do say, it. don't say anything. Uh, Could be a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. I mean, with music in particular, I mean, we don't really review music so much as we just kind of spotlight this week. We did the Dislons, for instance, um, or we'll we'll go to Jazz Fest and do a bunch of write-ups on that. We do do CD reviews once in a while, but that's more just to kind of let people know what kind of music it, it is in case they might want to like it. All right. So. 
So what is the function of, of, a, of a paper like that? Because I was just having this, someone was asking me about this, about this show, about why, why aren't we critical of things? And why, why does no one in New Orleans ever pull anybody down? And everyone's so boostery and how... Uh, is, what do you th- what's your That's take absolutely on that? true. I mean, I've read restaurant, re- or we've printed restaurant reviews that I think are fairly mild, but you know, they're kind of mixed or whatever, and, and people act like you poured scalding water on it. Yeah. They really do. This is a, this is a very sensitive town yeah. when it comes to this stuff, and, and if you publish something like that, say in New York or whatever, somebody might want to punch you, but they're not going to, they're not going to act like you ripped the civic fabric. That's right. Everybody feels like a sort of shared ownership of everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, also in New York, you may never see them. Here, you probably will. Right. Here, you probably will. I don't think it's such a bad thing to be positive and not set yourself up as a critic. It's a very positive city. I mean, mean, there's so many people here who are working off vibes and energy, and that's why they were attracted to this place, you know, and people who love music. Right. You know, it's not not necessarily... And food. Yeah. It's not about stacking money. It's about stacking friends and experiences i agree with that but i also think especially now that everything in town has become so fucking expensive yeah. um if somebody's going to go out to dinner and spend two hundred dollars right. we're not going to be a booster for a restaurant where they're going to have a bad experience because i mean for me that's that's a major investment yeah. Yeah. and you know you're taking out your sweetie and you, you you read something in the paper and then you come away from it and go wow i could have spent half that and gotten a great meal somewhere else well, then we look like shitbirds. But you know, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. New Orleanian, if people are nice to you and like it's a pleasant dining experience, it's good. I think we can, the food can be exceptional, but if people are rude, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like kind of where we draw the line. And there are a couple of restaurants like that in town. But can, we, can we do favorite, favorite restaurants? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Sure. It's your favorite. Can we, do, can we do Ooh. favorite restaurants with the people serving food that we hate? Like they're mean to us? That was oh. so badly worded. Did, did booties, you booties. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you good, res- good restaurants with shitty awesome, service. Awesome, awesome yeah, food. A- terrible service. Awesome food. Where? I'm not going to say it again. I feel bad already. Booties in the bottom. Booties. Oh, okay. Booties. Okay. So did that's you see good. that restaurant review by Brett Anderson where he talked about, I'm not going to name the restaurant, where the waiter or the server took a phone call in the middle of the order? Just like pulled <laughs> no. out. Okay, that's phone funny. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 I've never seen that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Buy water. Yeah, true. <laughs> I almost, true. yeah, had okay. a moment, yeah. Mario, you started this. Do you have some sort of favorite restaurant yeah. you want to yeah, mention I, for some uh, reason? Mofo is Mofo. delicious. Yeah. Okay. But I don't understand the attitude of the people there. Bad attitude. Just, just calm down, guys. But everybody hmm. loves the food. I've never so eaten good. there, but I'm going to so eat good. there because everybody loves the food. But so it can't be as bad as booties as far as the attitude. Well, there's bad attitude there. The worst I've ever experienced in my life, and I'm 43 years old. Yes. Why do people have bad attitude in a restaurant if they're meant to be serving you? Um, I don't. I can't. I can't. I don't know. You have to ask them, I guess. Has anybody been to Ursa Major? That's the new place that the Booties <gasps> guys opened. Oh, that looks good. <laughs> Space theme. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to go there for my 26. I mean, for my 43rd, 43rd birthday <laughs> on the 26th. Okay. On the 26th. Okay. I'm trying to make myself younger, but now that I know that they opened it, I'm not sure. I know the food will be great, though. Yeah. It looks cool. Have you been there, Kevin? I have not eaten there, but I'm just curious about the service. That's what I was asking. But what about politics? Do you, you I mean, you have some. Do you birthday. feel you have some sort of responsibility to to, tell, to unearth shit? Do I? Yeah, personally? you as your paper, not you personally, your newspaper. I just responsible to tell the truth of what's going on. Yeah. Certainly, um, so I, I wish we had more money for investigative sorts of pieces. Right. Um, How much do you need? Because we could really do a Kickstarter. Really, it's always. Because somebody's got to do it. It's just ridiculous what goes on here. It is ridiculous what goes on, but we're not... Uh, you, this circles back to what you were talking about, the, the mission of the paper. And I don't know what it... These days, I don't... I've, for a while, I thought Nalt Weekly was doing what the Lens does, for instance, just sitting in on waterboard meetings that the daily papers just don't go to anymore. But the Lens is doing that now. So people use this like Yelp, and people use us for listings, and people use us for alternative points of view. We're in a very red state. We're a very yeah. blue city. So I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to find exactly and I honestly what our mission is. I don't think mm. they could do that. Like, I think they're kind of in the neutral area, like the gray area. Everybody goes to them. I think you start, like, getting investigative reporters to go do whatever. I mean, there's lots of people that have a lot of money and a lot of power that could, like, do whatever they do to get people to not advertise or whatever. I think where I you are, yeah. it's in this perfect space, I find. We, we do. I don't have anything to do with advertising. People sometimes just don't believe it. I really don't, and I really don't care who we piss off or. Whatever. No, I believe that, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, I think that you occupy, like, a perfect space that everybody uses. 
You know what I mean? You start doing investigative reporting and like scathing articles on certain people. I think you take yourself out of the neutral area. And I think where you are, everybody goes to you. Oh, thanks. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Moderate. Yeah. I, uh, from I a business point of view, anyway. Speaking of which, a question about your website. Yes. Bestofneworleans.com. Yes. It's a website. You got you got a website when websites were pretty new. Yes. And you, and you chose a name that wasn't the name of your paper. Right. What's uh, Tell me what that's like. Because uh, you're one of the few who are left that still have a website that's not what right. you are. You know? Yeah, but if you go to, uh, if you go you to gambitweekly.com, it'll redirect Same to bestofneworleans.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, that had already been in place when I started in 2008, and I talked to the publisher about that because to me it made somewhat more sense to use Gambit Weekly there. But then again, we tried to get away from the weekly concept because papers these days are 24-7. So we just kind of stuck with Best of New Orleans, which is also a trademark that we use for our Best of issue right. every August. Um, so How do you know all that? What is your, how do you know that? I just noticed <laughs> How do I know what? No, how does he know that? Oh, <laughs> like, okay. How do I, I just that uh, you, I don't because know you any other business. Because you go to Gambit Weekly, you end up at that's Best of New Orleans. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's what they, that's what y'all push is bestofneworleans.com. Yeah. But nothing in your name says that. And every other company now has a, like, a yeah. integrated. Well, New Orleans Magazine, for instance, is called MyNewOrleans.com. I don't know really? why. Yeah. That's a good yeah. question. Hey, does the cover of the magazine make a difference to the number of people who pick it up? I think it does, but it's always hard to tell. Oh, you haven't got actual numbers? In it, like oh, no, I get the numbers every week. But, but I mean, so it's hard to tell what, what makes people pick it up or what doesn't. Sometimes it's oh. the story itself. Sometimes it's the image itself. That's what um, I'm wondering if it's the image. I, I could put food on the cover 52 weeks a year, and it would fly out the door. Really? But that's yeah, what works app, most? Food, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Food, <laughs> food works. Hmm. Food works. How d- and it's all based on how many papers come back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that must be a bad day when... Um, when the truck comes in on what Sunday night where the paper's left over or something uh, I don't get to see that I just get the reports a couple weeks later and then we try to figure <laughs> yeah, out good, good yeah. Yeah. So I guess obviously it's such an easy system to to fuck with you know, somebody could pick up a stack and throw you it away but, you no, could, but nobody yeah. does it no not, not in this town it does happen accurate. around it does happen do you think cities. eventually you'll go to like being strictly internet I hope not um, but you know, it's like radio. Terrestrial radio has never gone away. It yeah. just we just keep adding layers of different. Well, this is like the music forms. business. Exactly. The charts, you know, the charts used to just be how many people bought a record. Now yeah. there's all this different way to right. Given right. how many people are streaming on YouTube and how many people listen on Spotify. Exactly. So do they? So you could figure out the spot. The the um, what's it called? Subscription to Gambit will be the same thing. I mean, the distribution. Yeah. Distribution. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how yeah. many people? Do you know the numbers of you do that? Then as people looking online, is it yeah. more than people that read the paper? Um, I, it depends. I mean, it, do you have an app? Of course. Yeah, okay. we have an app. It's, um, it, well, it's a, it's a it's mobile optimized website, um, which works like an app. But we print forty thousand a week, and um, you know, we aim to get one percent back. That's that's pretty good okay. for the industry. Yeah, <coughs> that is pretty. So that is that's good for that's like compared to the LA Weekly or whatever they have around the rest of the country. Yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do next after this? Are you staying here forever? Oh boy, I don't. Uh, maybe going to Mofo or Pesh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, good answer. You, you won't be displeased. I mean, Mofo's. Oh, no, I love Mofo. <laughs> the wings are so good. So good. And you know they're cooking in Finn McCool's now, but they're not doing the wings there, from what I heard. I think they're about to add them. Are they? I cool. Okay, because I am the going wings? to Finn McCool's yeah. as soon as we get out of here. Um, Mofo does a tasting oh, menu yeah. there too. I That's one of the best bars in the city. I do, but it's it's Finn McCall. No, no, no. Look, your dress uh, is looking better, it Julie. It's it sort is. of fading. It's, it's a great outfit. Yeah, maybe it'll look good that's to keep it like feel that. Way better. That's how the designer should have done it. Yeah, really. Yeah. You know, wear it like this. Yeah, really you, great. You can thank John I Michael Alley for that. Exactly. Can I, I can I do a couple restaurant picks? Yes, restaurants, and then we're going to get out of here. Yours? What are yours? Have y'all been to Shia yet? No, yes. I oh my! Good. Isn't that I awesome? I want to go. I it have is. Not been. It's amazing. The, uh, it's really the amazing. The presentation is is what gets me. That's it's yeah. very pretty, very beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's just like it's like home cooking. But it's 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 feel uh, amazing, it and it just makes yeah a lot of the other Mediterranean restaurants in town that I won't name kind of. I'm an, I'll name yeah. one after you finish. You go yeah, next, okay. and I'll name a great one too. Okay. And the Nine Roses, I love. On the, the West, West Bank. Bank. But yep. they're opening in the French Quarter next week. Are you ah, serious? They're opening right me. down by you. Yeah, they're <laughs> opening on Conti Street. So if you like Vietnamese, really? yeah, I think they're oh, about that, the best Vietnamese. That is good. That, that is awesome good. for me. Yeah. I went to this place the other night in Mid-City called 1000 Figs. Yeah. Have you been there? Lunch here today. What'd you think? Isn't it awesome? Yeah, I, I grew up right there and uh, I still live in the neighborhood. You live in right St. John? Yeah. Wow. That's where I lived before the quarter. Really? I'm on St. Philip now. I used to live on, my parents still live on North Lopez. 
What really? Wow. Mm-hmm. So have you has anyone been to One Thousand Figs and Shire? Yeah. Mm. Well, what do you think? How do they compare? Oh, they're two. They're trying to do two different things. Oh, they're not the same. They're not both. No, I thought they're both sort of Middle Eastern, Israeli style or something. They're kind of. I think they're pretty different. Um, okay. But yeah, Thousand Figs is just like really light, clean, delicious, food. Fresh. fresh. Everything fresh, tastes fresh. awesome. The only the only place I'll order food that doesn't have meat as part of it, like meat or fish, as part <laughs> of it. It's the only vegetarian thing I'll eat is from there, pretty much. Okay. Well, you might have to go get something. Cause maybe I hope that's not what gave you this bad throat. Yeah, hey, you're gonna want to throw this away. I think. You think? Yeah. You think it's Contagious. Yeah. Nah, be all right. A little Lysol will be fine. Guys, we've come to the end of Happy Hour. We've got to get out of here and make way for some paying customers here at Wayfair. Thank you so much for joining me. My fabulous guests today have been Kevin Allman, Julie Tizard, John Michael Early, and Mario Palmasano from Flow Tribe. Kevin Allman from Gambit. And um, if you're a prostitute and you need to be represented, Julie Tizard. With two Zs is the person to look for. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. The producer man. of our show is Graham DePonte, our technical producer. It's Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director and our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around the table and not spill wine over our guests, please drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworms.com where you can check out lots of other happy hours as well and other shows we make here at INO Broadcasting. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. Louisiana Eats with Poppy Took, a Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, and the revolution you're in your way to buy a house in New Orleans, unlisted NOLA. Keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media if you like. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com. You can find out what we look like. Also, check out our photos on Facebook and Google+. Those photos are taken today by Alison Moon. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or some other podcast app, thank you so much for subscribing to us. If you've got nothing better to do, please stop what you're doing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That'll help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. Happy Hour is a production of Lino Broadcasting for itsneworlders.com. Andrew Duhon is on tour around the country. If you're looking for him, go to andrewduhon.com, and you can find out where he is. He'll be back here next week, along with me, Graham DuPonte, everyone else around the table here at uh, Wayfair and back at INO Broadcasting. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour.